Hey, real quick, I just wanted to let you know that Gabba Gabba Hunt is now a record store. Well, not really a store, but a booth at an antique store located in Eastridge Mall in Gastonia, North Carolina. Vintage Village is three stores down from Dillard's on the left. And my booth is on the left side of Vintage Village. It's the one with all the records. You can't miss it. I've got over a thousand records, toys, t-shirts, DVDs, VHS, all kinds of stuff there. So come check it out. Gabba Gabba Hunt Records and Vintage Goods located in Vintage Village at Eastridge Mall, Gastonia, North Carolina. You are now listening to the Gabba Gabba Hunt Talks Podcast, where we bring you conversations with people connected to the Carolina's underground music scene. Hey, and welcome to Gabba Gabba Hunt Talks, Episode 2. Now with this episode, I've decided to renumber our episodes and make it a little bit more easy to differentiate between Gabba Gabba Hunt Talks and Gabba Gabba Hunt Radio. Speaking of Gabba Gabba Hunt Radio, if you're missing it, don't worry, it's coming back soon. Even though I have several episodes lined up to be recorded and should be able to release these Talks episodes weekly, I'm not going to let the radio format go to the wayside. Stay tuned for scheduling me releasing those. I'll be bringing you more information about that soon, as well as a way that you can hear some extra stuff from all of these episodes, the playlist from these episodes, and other exclusive content, and a way to support this podcast as well. Now, I'm not going to talk about that on this episode, but you'll be hearing about that soon. Remember, like and follow us on Facebook. You'll find out about all the latest stuff there, including when we finally get our website up and running. I've just been so busy working on the podcast, I haven't had time to do it yet. I really do want a place where I can house a lot of information to go along with these episodes. But in the meantime, keep an eye on that Facebook page because I'm going to be releasing this week a lot of stuff that goes right along with this episode. So keep your eyes out for that. Also, before I get to the episode, real quick, I want to remind you to listen to the Spit in My Face podcast with Frankie Pointless. A little bit of shameless self-promotion because I am also on that podcast. I do a segment about surprise, local music, but Frankie brings you the best punk rock you've never heard and is now starting to bring you interviews as well. Check that out anywhere you get this podcast or at spitinmyfacepodcast.com. Now, I'm not going to give a whole lot of background information about this episode because I think it pretty much speaks for itself. The one thing I will say about this episode, I've had a hell of a time cleaning it up. There's a lot of artifacts in this recording, and I think we can probably attribute it to the ghost of Bon Clarkin. Either that, or just the fact that we were in a very echoey room, we were passing around papers. There's even a time towards the end when we are eating peanuts, and I've really tried to clean some of that up, but I can't get it all. It's just too tedious. But anytime I felt like it was super distracting, I made sure to pull it down as much as I could. But enough about that, let's get right to the episode. I'll do his talking machine. I'll start talking. We're all wearing glasses now. Yeah. <laughs> We on right now? This mic. Yeah, it's all right. It's, it's been recording for a little bit, but and none, of, none of what we just down there will be. Yeah. You'll, you'll be able to hear I'll be able to hear it. You'll be able to hear ghost in it, man. <laughs> yeah, very possibly. <laughs> Play it backwards. So, I'm, like I did last week, I'm not really going to do like an intro for it. But what about music? He adds that later. I add all that in later. Oh, so this is just conversation about. This is just be us talking. And this, this one's very likely to be all over the place, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to intro it, kind of like I did on the last episode. I just we just started talking, and I figured out a place to start it. We'll just say for all posterity, though, you know, after you die and people find us in a hundred years, I'm Matt, <laughs> uh, Roger, and I'm Mike. So we came up with the idea. Actually, when I started 
to talk about doing the podcast, this was going to be the first episode. I wasn't going to record anything else until this, but I ended up doing another one before now. Uh, but the whole idea was for me and Matt to come up here. This is where we this is where we went to church camp. Um, it's up in Flat Rock, a place called Bon Clark, and thirty years ago. And uh, well, no, long, long, yeah, thirty years ago, yeah, thirty years ago. We came up first, I think, in '86, right? Yeah. And then '87 is when things kind of kicked. Anyway, in. it was a long yeah. ass time ago. It was, it was longer than thirty years in. ago because yeah. thirty years ago was almost the beginning of SJA. Um, anyway, so this this place is even church camp, but it was kind of our introdu- introduction to punk rock in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Because, really? How? Well, one thing, like we were talking about last night, you know, we would come up here for a week in the summer, and it was. It was the first time that you were away from your parents. I mean, there were adults oh, okay. here. Okay, yeah. You had a lot of free time to just wander around. Even the adults and, that were here, they weren't your parents, so you could still like be yeah. a little plus, bit. You could act to act to act up a little bit, and then yeah, some things got to slide. But you still like got to walk around and just explore and meet new people and see. You know, a lot of it was church stuff, but like the stuff we enjoyed the most was just meeting the people. Yeah. And talking to people and having fun and okay. getting a little bit of freedom. But we met some people up here from Maryland. They stayed in the house next door, uh, some girls. And they started talking about punk rock. Well, I don't know. That if that, that was probably, I don't know if it was the same trip, but the other thing up here is that was like our introduction to suicidal tendencies. Yeah. One of the okay. guys that went to our church played suicidal tendencies when we were up oh, here. Oh, wow. He's now a colonel in the Pentagon. And um, but then the girls next door they were talking about punk rock and Billy Idol and Generation X and stuff like okay. that and, and Minor Threat yeah Minor Threat and then that got us like inspired ex- inspired exploring outside of outside of this place you know when we got back home I think I had a cousin that I talked to and she was like yeah you need to check out the Dead Kennedys and the Dead Milkmen and I went and bought a Dead Milkman cassette I, I think that would I can't remember what else I bought that day I bought Dead Milkman it may have been Sex Pistols. Trying to remember. That was one of the first ones I bought. Testicle sweat? No. <laughs> no testicle. Say, like, like, we, we already knew who the, the Sex Pistols were, I think. Yeah, we'd heard of them. I think uh, we started hearing through uh, bands through like bands like Megadeth and Metallica as well. You know, We were in metal, but they started covering songs by bands. So that was another thing. And they'd put you know, stickers on their guitar so you would know. Yeah. Kind of a, we're official. Check this out. Yeah. So there was a lot of that. But I, I remember buying that Dead Milkman cassette. One thing I remember about it was I bought the... Um, it was called You'll Dance to Anything. And it was a cassette single. Mm-hmm. And it had like six different versions of the same song on it. But I bought it because it was really cheap and I didn't know anything about it. And while that was like one of the most unpunk rock things that the Dead Milkman did, it was also one of the most punk rock things they did because it was not <laughs> punk rock at all. It was like, it was, a da- it was a dance <laughs> record. But it was okay. awesome. I loved it. Okay. Yeah, I remember when you got that. I remember that one. And then... Um, Smoking banana pills and all that came yeah. after that. Just like I, I, I fell in love with that band. I still like the Dead Milkman. Word, but I bought this Minor Threat tape, this exact same one that I've had all these years, and that's what started. That's for you, my my my, my punk rock journey. Okay, and that was like at Camelot Record Bar. So we yeah. were going to Gastonia to the mall. Yeah, or to Shelby to Sound Shop. Mm-hmm. And Shelby didn't really have that good of a selection, so I think most of the stuff we ended up finding was at Camelot. That was our yeah. best. That we, we had the best look. Which there. Camelot? Uh, at the Eastridge Mall. But you'd find like Misfits. Okay. There's there. one in Charlotte. Yeah. yeah, there was a big one in Charlotte. I remember we used yeah. to go there sometimes. Yep. Yep. But the one in Gastonia was at the mall, and we'd go there and we'd find Minor Threat, 
and I, I think cool. we found Pollywog Stew there. I think that's yeah. where I got the Beastie Boys yeah. Pollywog Stew at. Um, but they had a pretty decent selection of stuff like that: Misfits, yeah. uh, Sex Pistols, all the bands you've heard of. Yeah, um, and then probably some you haven't. They, they had a pretty decent selection. Um, but we were coming from listening to metal. Yeah, we were from King. Okay, so Kings Mountain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, K Town. But it was a really good. You know, like I, I got into punk rock through metal, and it all kind of was just looking for stuff that I could relate to in that way. Now, yeah. what metal were you listening to? Uh, a lot of bad metal, yeah. <laughs> a lot of good metal. Well, I'll disagree with that, but yeah, yeah. There's, there's still a lot of like quote unquote hair metal. There was a lot of that in the beginning, but that all led to like Metallica. Like yeah, yeah, I love, and yeah. Cinderella's a great band. I love that, 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 anyway, but that, that kind of stuff. That yeah. first Cinderella album's. Yeah. yeah, Night Songs is fucking rad. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> LA Guns. But no, that that yeah. all that stuff led to Metallica sure. and Slayer and yeah. Megadeth, and then that led to Misfits and Sex Pistols. Because yeah, they yeah. covered yeah. those bands. Get heavier. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know a lot of people that got into punk coming from a different direction, not metal. Yeah, and they. Our ideas of punk did not always align. You know what I mean? Oh, it kind of, More than yeah. like the emo stuff. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. You're, you're Weezer. Yeah. Or, people that got into punk through like The Cure or something like that. Which yeah. No, you know, The Cure is fine, but not, not that's not where we were coming from. That's not where yeah. we came from yeah. at yeah. all. You, you no. weren't listening to the Bee Gees and then uh, then the Smiths and, right. and then saying you're punk rockers. But me and Matt were talking about this last night, and I was kind of afraid that we might have blown our load last night, and I really wish I had set up, but we can kind of cover some of the stuff. We were talking last night about how we didn't have, like, older brothers that got us into punk mm. rock. Right. We didn't have there, – there, there were people in Kings Mountain that listened to punk rock. No, no there was up. nobody that was into that. Most anything that anybody listened to was metal. It was, it was yeah. the heaviest stuff, the most craziest stuff anybody listened to was metal. Or there were the, the people that listened to, like, I don't know, like classic rock and stuff. It was, but there was no punk rock. Yes, what really impressed me when I first met y'all was yeah. that I uh, met that other person. That person said, hey, I got a couple of buddies, and they've already been going to the Milestone. I was like, they're from Kings Mountain, and they're 18 years old, and they're already going to the Milestone? They got to be cool and shit. Yeah, <laughs> and it was it was really because how was, do you find it when you live out in those remote areas? You had to search. Yeah, and, you know everything was was searched for. Yeah, yeah. And this place this place kind of sparked that because yeah. it, it sparked that interest. Bon in Clarkin, mm-hmm. Bon Clarkin sparked the interest. Church camp, church <laughs> camp led me yeah. to punk rock. <laughs> so, yeah, you are on a path. To and hell, also, boy. another thing about this place is, is when I turned sixteen. I had met a girl that lived in Charlotte. I met her here at church camp. And me and her had remained pen pals and talked on the phone and stuff. And when I turned 16, we started talking about me going to go visit her. My parents were kind of reluctant, but the first time I got to go to Charlotte was because of that girl that I met here at church camp. So then when it came around time for us talking about going to record stores and going to the comic book store in Charlotte, my parents were still a little bit more reluctant about it, but I'd already been driving to Charlotte. So, because I'd already been driving in Charlotte, because of this church camp, yep, we got free reign to go to Charlotte and go to the record stores and go to the comic book store, and yeah, that really yeah. led us to a whole lot of things. So, could y'all uh, go into um, town and go to Milestone Records and stuff like that? Yeah. So, me and Matt decided to come up here and and, and record the podcast here, where we have all these old ghosts, yeah, and and just kind of bring it back, sort of full circle. Yeah, yeah. We've been trying to come up here for a while, and my parents helped make this happen. So. 
Yeah. Back but, back to back to uh, cool adults, your parents, and yeah. the, and the people here who were oh yeah we very talked forgiving to, who let you yeah. bust loose even though well, it is a church camp. And we were talking about our parents, you know, like our parents weren't, you know, my parents didn't listen to the music that I played. That you know they didn't want to come see my band or any of that, and I, we didn't really want them to, but they gave us a space. Yeah, they did not stand in the way. Correct. Like my, my mom Correct. said one time, and I thought well, I thanked her for being supportive of me. She's like, I never really supported what you did. I was like, but you never stopped me from doing it. You never said I couldn't do it, and you yeah. always let us use the house to practice that. Yeah, you could have said no from day one, and and this none of this would ever happen. Right, said, that yeah. was support enough for me. You know, the fact that even though they didn't quite understand it all, they still let us explore it and, yeah. and trusted us to make the right decisions when it came to going to the milestone at 18, 17 even. Yeah. yeah. Going yeah. to the milestone yeah. at 17 yeah. and, you know, a place that serves alcohol. Yeah. Because we used to go to almost every Sunday matinee. Yeah. So the no way we found out about milestone, I'm sure we've told you the story before, but so we found out about, we were, we were going to it's a record bar, Camelot. That's where we bought our CDs from and our records from back then. But we were going to the comic book store in Shelby. Well, mm-hmm. Greg's brother, Chad, told us about Charlotte. I think we'd seen some ads in Creative Loafing, too, because we used to pick those up when we'd go to Camelot yeah. and stuff. So we'd probably seen ads for it. And then Greg's brother's like, yeah, we'll take you to the comic book store in, in Charlotte. He was on Hard to Find. It's a lot bigger. They got a lot of stuff there. Yeah. And he took us out there, and it was we're, our minds were blown. Because yeah. the, the comic book store in Shelby was okay, but it was kind of small, and they didn't have a whole lot. This place had everything. Yeah, they sure. had all these titles we'd never heard of, yeah. or, the, or we had heard of, but just couldn't find. And then right next door is Milestone Records. Yeah, and right down the road, Repo Records. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right Repo, there. Repo Record now with no S, but yeah, right down the road. <laughs> well, it's and a small store. So we discovered that. all that at the same time, and then that's we started going there. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. then, like, just in going there, you know, they used to have a table with a bunch of flyers and stickers mm-hmm. and whatever on it, free to pick up. And we'd start picking those up and see all these things about these shows at a place called the Milestone Club. And again, we talked about it a little while ago. We kind of thought they might be connected. Yeah. But they had Sunday night matinees, and one of them was coming up with a band called Tonka, who yeah. I'd already picked up a couple of their seven inches by that point. We'd been out there a couple of times and just started randomly picking up seven inches. Like, oh, man, oh, yeah, this yeah. looks cool. Let's, yeah, let's seven buy this. Sundays were all ages, right? Yeah. And Sundays yeah, were all a, ages shows. Yeah, so we, yeah, we, yeah. we picked one out. I was like, oh, let's go see Tonka. And it was Tonka, Plaid Retina, and Sarah Bellum. I think Sarah Bellum. Sarah Bellum's from Raleigh. Raleigh, right? from Raleigh, yeah. Plaid Retina's from California, I think, from California. I saw them a couple of times. Yeah, we saw yep. them a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, but that was who it was that first night. And, we, and then the next the next Sunday we were there, and it was that was Geezer Lake and King Kill 33 yeah. Degrees and Snatch. We, we drove out there like the week before to check the place out and see if you had to like fill out a membership card. Of course, <laughs> you know, no, we, we, we don't, don't know, know what to expect. You, don't know. It's, you know, it's this house that's falling in. And of course, no one is there during yeah. the day. And, yeah. <laughs> We'll just come back and try it out. <laughs> I remember like when we first pulled up and we're sitting in the parking lot just waiting for somebody else to go in because that way we know where we could go in at. Because you, know? yeah. you yeah. pull up to the yeah. milestone, you, you, there's you a door in the front, there's a door in the back. Yeah. Right. Lots in the back. But, so I think we waited. and It's not like there were a whole bunch of people out there. No. Night. The no. ambiguity of the synchronicity of the milestone. Yes. There are a few people that were there that night, though, that I still see around in the scene. And Yep. And that's still known to this day, so that's that's kind of a really cool thing. Well, that night also, we were talking about this earlier. Like earlier that week, we went to go see you two and the Pixies, and 
you know, big wherever that was. And it was, you know, it was a big show. And we were the Coliseum, yeah. Yeah, way up at the top. And it was like, this is, this is okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed the Pixies and then you two sure. played and it was just like, eh. Yeah. But even the Pixies, it was like, I, I wish we had seen them in a smaller place. Even right. at that time, because we were sitting up top and you two had some big cars hanging from the ceiling. And they had a, like, this big I stage set. And they blocked the view of the stage where we, from where we were sitting. So I heard the Pixies, but didn't really see them play yeah. that well. They were about an inch tall. But well, then, they were blocked and blocked by a big car that was hanging from the ceiling. Oh. Because oh. you two had all this crazy stuff on that tour. It was the octane baby. But then, then, but then. Two nights yeah. later, we go to the milestone and it was like, this is everything that that was not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you're in a room that holds 150 people yeah. max. Yeah. And it's awesome when there's. 10 people there yeah and you're one to to five feet away from the band yeah and it's just coming at you yeah well that geezer lake show we went to i think there were seven people in the audience oh my God. yeah it was not many people at all that yeah. was that was crazy and, and they were such a great band i mean they, they got they had that song with much bigger crowds later but sure right that was of course all of it geezer lake of the milestone yeah priceless yeah they were always but great, sh- but but seeing um Bands and small venues, because I probably went. I think my yeah my first show was at Peter Frampton Greensboro Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then years later, going to the Double Door and the Milestone and uh, other small venues. I mean, that was just where it was at. You wanted to see a band in just a small place. Yeah, what's well, like just I, I just think about the Melvins. I've seen them at the Milestone, and I've yeah. seen them at Amos's. They were so much better at the milestone just oh, because fuck yeah. just the energy in that room was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and the, the, the sound it's how the milestone just sounds so good anyway. I I, but, I just think, you know, rooms have energy and, yeah. and you can you can say, Well, I'm gonna go see all these shows by this band and you're gonna travel and then there's this club. We hold three hundred and fifty people and you think, okay, or we hold a thousand. But it's the a lot of times it's the design of that room and that that feel, mm-hmm. you know? milestone has something. There's something about that room. It milestone, just, yeah, it oh, it's good. it's magical, man. Double door, double door, double had door it. had a good sound too. Yeah, a lot of times we would take seats on top of the piano in the back of the milestone. Oh yeah, yeah. and I still have one of the hammers from inside that thing. I used to have one of the keys, but I don't think I have it anymore. It, it may be in a box somewhere. We would either sit there, or we would stand in front of the stage. I stood directly in front of the stage with my left ear. To the speaker, yeah. Every week, and now you know this. This ear rings rings a little bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> so so well, I was, you know, I, I think uh, you guys starting out. I how how everyone comes to their musical awareness is mm-hmm. just really really wonderful. Well, yeah. you helped a lot with that. Yeah, you did help a lot. We'll, we'll yeah, y'all were already on a great mission. Yeah. So mm-hmm. one thing I was trying to figure out earlier was because the we looked at the cassette last night and it was recorded exactly 29 years ago last night. We probably should have recorded this, but we recorded it today. And I guess we finished it up 29 years ago today because I think we recorded yeah. some of it the next yeah. day. Your mind Time to stop. So January 17th. So that was I couldn't have planned it. I, if I would have planned, tried to plan it, it I, wouldn't have worked out. So I couldn't, I couldn't have planned a 29 year anniversary. <laughs> Cheers! But I'm still trying to remember. Did we go to the milestone? It must have been after that. I think it, it was, was after, after that. It had to have been after that. Because I think we saw Geezer Lake. If I'm remembering correctly, around March, 
And so we probably went there into February, early March. That might be wrong. I might be wrong about that. But um, so we, I, I guess you spent the night at my house one night. Yep. We, we, okay. So, so kind of to back up last week on the, I was talking to Negulators and they were talking about their, or uh, Jeff was talking about the first band he had called the cool dudes. And it was just this, this made up band that didn't really have any real songs. They just made a bunch of noise and it was not really a real band. So we actually had our first band was not actually style, style and Johnny Appleseeds. Oh, that was from a few years before. We yeah. Were, a few oh, years wow. before. Our first band was actually the dead Flintstones. Oh, and it was called the Dead Flintstones because Dead Kennedys, Dead Milkman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Fred Flintstone. We probably, we, you know, we. I don't know if we'd even heard the Dead Kennedys. I don't at think that we point. had actually. But you know, you saw their names in the T-shirt ads in the back of Heavy Metal magazine. Right. So, so we had a Dead Flintstones. It was a T-shirt band though, because we all we, we made T-shirts. We hand drew them, and I think I used a little oh, bit of, a little bit of paint. I, you guys are original. I think y'all. We are. had one. I remember you drew Fred Flintstone, and we 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 poked a hole through the yeah. shirt where he got shot. Yeah. And I used like some red uh, paint to draw like some blood yeah. on his shirt. <laughs> we wear those to school and people just look at us like, well, what Yo. are you doing? <laughs> but, it wasn't, but it wasn't a real band. I mean, like Mark, Mark Wood had a, a guitar. Yeah. And I had like this busted up little Casio keyboard that was, I mean, it was a small keyboard that was missing keys. And I think we might have pretended like we were going to record something one time, but it was nothing. It, it, yeah. it, was, it wasn't that, a real band. It was, there were drums at Mark's house too. There yeah. were his brothers, I think. In that one room, and yeah, but it just it never really was a real thing. No, nah. but then years ago passed, and and we he spent the night at my house one night, and my brother had a set of drums, and I had a guitar that I couldn't really play that well. I just I knew a little bit of stuff. I could play like real simple stuff, but not, not anything great. I couldn't do anything, and we decided <laughs> to start a band. So we we you, we, could, you could listen. You knew the beat. <laughs> you knew the beat. We turned on the cassette recorder and we started just making noise. And we listened to it last night. And some of it's not as bad as I remember it. Right. I mean, yeah. some but, of it's kind of listenable in a really noisy. But it is a 90 thing. minute tape and it does get. Yeah, it gets painful. a little old. <laughs> Towards the end, you could, we had, even I had to turn it off. But yeah. Um, I think on well, the I mean, tape, we, we like, basically, covers. it's we, we, we come up with all the song titles on the fly. It's like we. And we thought we, we talk about the band name too on the cassette. I think mm. and it's like what's what we're we gonna call the band, and it's something that's got to be styling. Yeah, yeah. And it's like <laughs> yeah, it's something that's got to be styling. Whatever it is, it's got to be styling. I think I just yelled out Johnny Appleseed. Yeah. Yep, styling Johnny Appleseed. That's what it is. We just <laughs> right out of the blue. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. Yeah, nothing was there. We and we stuck with it. And yeah. then we did that, and it was okay. Now we got to make this real. Our inspiration was you had that tape deck that would play two tapes at the same time. Oh, yeah. And we put on the Sex Pistols and we put on Old Skull. We played those at the same time and we we were just like, that's what we want to sound like. It was, it was just god-awful noise. Um, but it was like, yeah, that's what we're going to I think we for. did it too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we did. We did. I'm sure you'll play some of that stuff on here. Yeah, it'll be, there will be some Ooh. of that on, there, on here. And, and there will be more of it available at some point. I think I'm going to eventually put it online just yeah. for the fuck of it and yeah, just be like, sure. whatever. If anybody wants to listen to all of it, they can. But I don't expect anybody to make it past five minutes. Nope. You know, if, if that long. <laughs> if you do, you win a prize. Yeah. <laughs> Some kind of prize at the end of that rainbow for you, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> don't know what that prize is and if it's worth it. Yeah. Woo! Move to Jimmy Repo Take Two! Thank <laughs> you. 
No. Okay. <laughs> Especially, this yeah. has really got to be real, you yeah. know. Yeah. So we convinced our friends Greg and Brad to play with us. Brad, right. Brad, we convinced he played guitar, and we borrowed one of his effects pedals, and we told him he couldn't get it back until he came over and played with us. <laughs> so we yeah, he was kind of reluctant. Yeah, he was real reluctant, but he was like he was another kid that came from I think Murphy, North yeah, Carolina, I moved from Murphy. So and he was a, he got into punk rock somehow. Yeah, and that was another way that we learned about punk rock is like. People would move into town from other places, uh-huh. you know. So they had had this other stuff that they had picked up. Our and friend was, Steve Green, he moved down here or moved here from Florida, and we knew Misfits and Danzig yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that he did. It was like Sam Hain, and then so he turned us on to some stuff. But he's he's mostly a metal guy. Yeah, um, he's, he's played in some uh, death metal bands and stuff over the years. I want to have him on here sometime as well. But um, but he's he was he was a part of our journey into punk okay. rock. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but, you know, finding well, these kindred spirits at school in this little town that's yeah. kind of, you know, it's, it's not too far removed that's from Charlotte, it but it's it's far enough removed that you're not going to have any friends from Charlotte that are into the cool stuff. Right. Yeah, but it, it, but it happened in Charlotte, too. I mean, with me and uh, actually some uh, kids younger than me. Yeah. Pete Angle, Tim Probst. I mean, Pete would... I'd go over to Pete's house, and Pete was always, like, up on it. I yeah. like, God, man, where'd you find that record? You know? Where, where, they don't sell that here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How'd you get that? They don't sell that at the normal stores. <laughs> but, yeah, like, like, I mean, even skateboard magazines and heavy metal magazines, they'd have those ads in the back of it. Oh, you see all those T-shirts. And that, Thrasher, that, that, always, Thrasher always had the greatest. And that's yeah, where you find out. they were skateboard yeah. kids. Like you, you'd see a shirt by a band called The Germs and then I'd go to Milestone Records and see a Germs record and be like, oh, I remember that logo from the, yeah. from the, yeah. from the back of Thrasher. I'm going to, I'm going to grab that seven inch. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, found out some great stuff that way. Yeah. But you also, you know, we were kids working our first job. I mean, I was making three eighty five an hour. So sweet. You know, you go to buy some records, and that ten dollar record, like, yeah, you know, I could get that, or I could, you know, get some stuff out of the dollar bin, and you yeah. know, maybe a forty five or two. So there was a lot of that, a yeah. lot of hit and miss. Yeah, there was a there was a lot uh, buying stuff just because it looked cool and because it was a dollar. And yeah. sometimes it was, oh man, this is awesome. And then sometimes, yeah. Like okay, I, I, maybe they'll give me a quarter for this when I take it. Back, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. But but you know, most things turned out great. I think. 
we got Greg and Brad to come play with us, and it made a real band. The first song that we wrote was Two Chords, Rabies Man. Yeah, I remember Brad two playing, yeah. and it was like, play that, man, play that. And he's like, what, it's just two chords. Like, no, 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 keep going, keep going. This is great. kit and learn how to play and yeah and i had a guitar but i couldn't i never really dedicated myself to it so when we got brad and brad could play guitar we thought well, we need a bass player so i borrowed a bass from a guy that we knew at school yeah um carl carty i'll say his name i don't know where he's at these days i think he's youth like a he, he does something with religion youth yeah. pastor yeah. minister he's but he's also he's also yeah. he's just still plays music though he's yeah. a musician um i think he's a, a damn fine musician too mm-hmm. but um he let me borrow his bass and his bass amp. Although there was one day, I still mad at him about that. We were supposed to get his bass amp, and he like didn't bring it by or something. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. And that was kind of when I was like, okay, I got to get my own. Yeah. But I needed to get one anyway. But anyway, yeah. so I just we need a bass player, and I started playing bass, and it was actually the best thing for me because I picked it up a lot quicker than I did guitar, and it actually taught me to play guitar too. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but I still love playing bass. It's just it's, it's you're, fun. You're you're a fine bass player. Yeah. So we, we did that, and we wrote a bunch of songs and recorded them on probably a jam box first. And well, then well, jam Brad, and Brad, Brad had out a four-track. Four track. Yeah. That was the first time we saw anything like that, too. And we put our first cassette that's yeah. in full effect. Well, well, yeah. Oh, my God. I, I have in full effect somewhere. What, what was the uh, uh, Crack House show... Yes, that was the crack house was so we, we were I guess an SJA for our, our senior year. Yeah. But I mean we that did was one we of the did, first uh, shows, wasn't it? That was the first show. Yeah. But we played at the high school talent yes, show. Well okay, so 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 <laughs> for the most part we, we practiced we, we started at my my house and up above my parents' garage. But then when Greg started playing, we started playing at Greg's house. And we did a few shows at Greg's house where we invited yes, people to yeah, come come yeah. out. We actually did full shows. We even did one show where we like, had like two opening bands. <laughs> but the two opening bands were us. We just all switched instruments. And we had different names, and they were pretty terrible. But we we won't talk about Carl all that Jr. a whole lot. The, uh, but uh, we did have like we had a project called Oswald Factory that was yeah yeah cool. oh, yes. I'll yes. play yes. I'll play some of that on here. Yeah, yeah. And, that, that was um, me you. And Brad, yeah, we did right. that with Brad's track. Yeah, and Greg that. would would take off and go home. You know, when we right. get done practicing, right? He had a girlfriend or something. Yeah, something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, inflatable. <laughs> so we did this sort of weird noise industrial experimental project. It wasn't really industrial, but I don't know what, what it was. Prepare the operating room. The boy is ready for his brain operation. The boy is ready for his brain operation. Brain operation. Brain operation. Brain operation. Brain operation. And then we uh, the psycho monkeys, screw worm, and then there was one. Oh, yeah, then there was yeah. that. Then there was that other one. 
Oh, yeah. Talking about that one. <laughs> Even though it was a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Free ball. So we, we did these little shows. When one time we set up a bunch of TVs and had like VCRs oh, playing yeah. different tapes yes. and stuff going all around us. And we did these shows in the basement. But then the summer after we graduated high school, we never played a show. We, we did the talent show. We played Jane's Addiction Mountain Song talent show. Didn't win. It was okay. It was not great, you know. But it was our first time on a stage. It was our first time on a stage in front of a real audience, not, yeah. just, not just a couple of our friends that decided to show up for our stage, right. our basement shows. Um, so, but we, we were doing house shows before we even knew what a house show was. Yeah, yeah. So there, we go, there you go. Right. Um, and then after high school, I mean, after we graduated high school, we ran into to one of my friends, oh, Steve Green. Mm-hmm. Ran into Old Steve man Green Green's at, boy. At, yep. At a convenience store one day, and he was telling us about he was playing in a band with some people, Dwayne Short and Tommy Putnam, and we should come out and check them out. So we rode out to this place that they practiced in. It was this old condemned house that I guess Dwayne's parents owned. It wasn't quite condemned. Then. Well, it, it wasn't quite condemned. Quite it, it might as well. It should have been. It's on the path. And we went up there and watched them play, and they're they're a metal band, and they're pretty good. And it was like, oh, this is cool. And we're up there, and Dwayne, I'd never met him before, but apparently he had, he knew my brother. He had reached out to my brother to see about playing drums for the band at one point. Um, but Dwayne's like, you know, you guys can come up here and practice if you want to. So we had a practice space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we moved from the basement to uh, this really sketchy place that, that was, uh, looked like it could burn down any minute. We trusted our st- stuff over there and left it and practiced really hot ass summer in, in this was that what we called the crack house was so that we the call, same place we, call, we called it the crack house and there it's were chickens and there were farm animals yeah there were, there it were, was there so were, fucked up there was it was that, and that place is gone now there's a trailer sitting in that, in the, on that land I, I was up oh, there recently how, how'd that happen oh well I'm sure you know that uh, long after we got finished pro, it's, called it's, yeah, called it's called progress it's called progress progress so. country progress but that was that was a lot of fun just being able to go out there and hang out with some people and again we're here we are we're 18 years old and we don't drink we don't but, smoke but pot. you need to we don't do any of this stuff and we're yeah, around but you're going but, but to. We're, we're at a practice space and we're hanging out with people that are drinking and smoking pot and our parents are trusting us to go off and do this stuff without doing that and guess what we didn't do that stuff Right, we were square as hell. <laughs> y'all, y'all were. It didn't last, but it, it, we were at that time. <laughs> um, but that was a lot of fun. Anything that you want to add to the? You were gone, but I, I kind of talked about the crack house a little bit. I, 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 saying, I remember, you know, like, like we went out there and, and here we are, eighteen. We didn't smoke pot. We didn't drink. No, but we went out there and here's these people that smoke pot and drink, and well, we didn't do it. No, no, and it wasn't expected. You know, yeah. it wasn't like you know. Right, you y'all, y'all were really. Pretty pretty stiff. Yeah. So we had this uh, awesome that, uh, punk rock experience that summer, and we still came out on the other end just as square as we were when we went in. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, th- I think because we hated a lot of the people at high school that did that. Stuff, yeah, we did. You know? we oh, really okay. Did. Just, you know, it was like the jocks and the right yeah people, and it was like well, we don't want to be like them. Sure. Yeah. That's exactly smoke, what it was. We're gonna. Do other things yeah. to to alleviate we're punk our brains. Rock. That's what we're going to do. We're going to play I, punk rock. Yeah. I think a lot of it was, you know, our parents let us go to these places, and they were, you know, like don't don't go there and get drunk. And it was like, okay, well, I'm I'm not going to. I'm go, I'm going right. to prove. And it came but out of Bon Clark. It came out of all that. It yeah. came out of Bon Clark, and where you you were given the 
So yeah, the, well, the time to to go and cut loose, but you didn't feel the need to imbibe in these other things because you were having fun. Just but it wasn't right. because we had cutting these, loose. But to, to 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 add on to that, it wasn't because we had all these Christian values or anything. Mm-hmm. Although we were brought up with well, those values, so we're just good people. But your parents just said, "Go have fun." We and, didn't, and we did not want to screw that up. Yeah, we didn't want to screw it up. We did not want to screw it up. The last thing I wanted was to not be, to be told I couldn't go back to the milestone. Yeah. Right. And, and then you didn't also didn't want to just go. Y'all had a – I felt that y'all had a good a good vision of of what you wanted to do. Yeah. And you said, well, you know, if we get – if we get, you know, fucked up like all these other people, we're, we're going to lose that path. Yeah. I don't think we ever thought of it that we didn't put that much thought into it. But right. I think, but, but, it, I, but I, I kind of felt that from the outside. Yeah, yeah. And I respected that and said, you know, what, whatever you want to do, I'm not going to push or do anything. So my heroin sales went way down. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of that summer. That, that's a joke. So at the end of that summer. <laughs> Roger, we all know you said heroin. So at the end of the summer. Darn it. We knew that the time was about up on that place. I think they got the notice. That we well, we were out. there, and people from the city came by and were like, hi, we want to come in and inspect. And we were like, no, you can't. Like, this is not ours. You you, you cannot yeah, come in. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. And I told Dwayne, and he was mad. He was like, you can't let anybody in here. But they ended up getting in and condemning the place. The, the, I mean, cra- was, the crack house. Yeah. They, 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 there were no walls. Folks, I'm, folks I, I'm from Charlotte. I get invited to go see these these boys play, and uh, mind you, I've already been going to the milestone, seen Black Flag and all this stuff. Just met these guys, but felt inspired by them. Um, dating a beautiful girl from Kings Mountain, who these boys know, and and they're going to do this show. It was and the they, first time we met you was there. We yeah, never met you before that. Oh, we. I had briefly met Roger. Okay. I thought they, we met at the milestone one time before, and y'all maybe, told me maybe yeah, yeah, we briefly, did briefly. Okay. We met at a show, a nondescript show. Yeah. I think that was the first night though that we really talked for a while. Yeah. yeah, and and then and then I get invited to the crack house, which is really more like a barn. Super parade of magic, I be, think. Is because there's uh, uh, chickens and things going about. There were giant pigs outside. Yeah, and there, there's I mean, large pigs stunk. and chickens. Yes, <laughs> so there's no crack happening no. in this yeah, house. The, the crack house, we just call it a crack it, house. It, it looked like a crack house. Yeah, it, it looked like that or whatever. There were no walls. It stank of uh, chickens and pigs. You could only flush the toilet once a week. I didn't even know there was one. I just peed in my pants. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was safer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, a few bands played at that show, and I just was like, "Man, dude, I wish there was a video of that because I think there is. It, it, it was a video of that. It was. It's just pure action. I mean, it was just raw action, right there in Kings Mountain, right off the beaten path." All right, that's that's somebody right, pick we, we, we pick we, up the beat. Oh, here it is. We we were talking about that show last night, and we played way oh too long, but we never knew if we'd get a chance to play again. Yeah, and at one time during our set, the the police came and we had to put 
the halt on it for just a little bit till they said. Yeah, it was cool. yeah, it could, it could have been then. I can't. Oh, wow, I've not seen that. You guys, you were fucking silly. Magic at the crack house, <laughs> but it was it was Style and Johnny Appleseeds played first, and then was Tijuana Mama played second, or was it 11, 11th Hour that played second? Oh God, I don't remember. Or was it Eleventh Hour? Or was it Mortal Remains? Pure hate. Pure hate. It was pure hate. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We have our parents' phone numbers on here. <laughs> like, who was going to call? Yeah. Well, I think that one phone number was actually, that was our number. We, me, no, we had right. one upstairs. Right. Um, but yeah, yours was your, your My parents' phone number. number. Still is. At the crack house. I guess they did change their name. I think they changed it during that summer or something. Mm. But, so the, the place was getting ready to be condemned and we threw a show there. That was going to be the like, last hurrah. Um, and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Oh, that dude. was the night that we talked about Ark Over Night. Oh, yeah. What, did, you, we, did it all come about then? It all came about that wow. night because Amy had told you that I was going to school for broadcasting. Yeah. And you were like, I'm going to be involved in this thing and you got to come check it out. We talked about it for the first time that night. I think we talked about it more after that, but it was like, you know, that night you were like, you gotta, I got to talk to you about this. And you came up to me after the show and you just said, do you listen to the Stooges? I said, no, you know, I'd heard of the Stooges and you took this notebook I had and you wrote on the back, you wrote the Stooges, Funhouse, Raw Power. And you're like, you need to get these. Doesn't matter which one you get first. You just need to get these. Yeah. I'm like, cool. <laughs> Start here. Yeah. Because when I first met you, man, I was like, who's this weird old dude that Amy's hanging out with? <laughs> square old dude. We're all three squares. So We're all three nonconformists who... Who go to shows who don't look like the other people who go to the shows to be punk rockers. Yeah. But like, <laughs> the very first day I met you was um, I was working at Alan's Flower Shop, my mom owned. Yeah. And yeah. you and Amy just happened to ride by while I was outside, like taking something out to the bus. Yeah, we and stopped, stopped by. Y'all yeah. stopped and we're, I was talking to you from the car and we talked about Super Chunk. And you were like, because I think I bought a Super Chunk 7-inch, and Amy had said something about that. And you were like, oh, I just saw them with the Milestone. You kept talking about how they look like little, they look like kids. <laughs> they, well, yeah, they, I did. Guess the, they uh, did. The Mac, Mac still looks like they a kid, did. honestly. But um, but uh, I was like, okay, whoa, this, who's, who's this guy? And, you know, who, Super Chunk, I, I guess I just picked up their, one of their 7-inches. Yeah, yeah, again, I, I, I kind of wish I could go back to that time and just – figure out exactly how I found out about all these bands. Did I, did I randomly oh. pick up a Super Chunk 7-inch? I probably read something about them somewhere. Those are good. You or, found the first one. I remember when you found that. Yeah. Because we would always... We would always The Seed Toss EP is the one I've got. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we would always, you know, share records, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I still remember records that that, that you bought and when you bought them and... Yeah. And I, why yeah. I didn't get to them first. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. But we talked about the arc overnight that night, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and that's really how we became really good friends. I mean, we, I think we hung out a little bit before, well, like before. You know, the thing that at- time I remember like riding to your place in Charlotte, and we went to go. We went to go see fireworks one time on the Fourth of July. Oh I yeah, first, I think the first time we hooked up when <laughs> yeah. you with you and went to the milestone was that that night that that we saw the inn and Sugar Smack. That was a benefit for something, wasn't it? Was, was Roger at that one? Yeah, it was a benefit. Oh, who knows? I don't know what it was for. It seems like we went the first time we... No, I think it was Jim Rose Circus Sideshow. 
Oh, wow. Because I brought Rochelle out to your place. It was the first time I ever came to your apartment. That was at the 1313. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And... Because we had seen them at uh, Lollapalooza. We used to live over there off around the the Chantilly neighborhood. Uh, Elizabeth. 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 That was a hell of a show. I remember people just dropping. Yeah. Just fainting everywhere. Yeah. Packed into that place. Oh, yeah. People just... Just yep. hitting the ground. School to Boone. Yeah. And you ended up going to school in, in Boone. Boone. At Appalachia. I was right. Yep. The yep. Saint Matt and so we, I. We talked about Claude Amy Dyke was earlier. first, and then, mm-hmm. then Matt and I. I went in January 93. Boyle. Boyle for yeah. Boone. And that's when, like, SJA ended. Yeah. But we yeah. we actually even, I was thinking, we, we never even really talked that much about SJA after No, that. no. Again, that was kind of going to be the whole there were, there were show. There were shows of Heretics, and then the Armory oh, Show. We didn't even talk about the Armory We always wanted to play the Milestone, and Penny said we weren't ready. We weren't ready. We weren't ready, but I, I you know, we I, found I our, agree, but we yeah. found our home at Heretics, and yeah, Heretics that was a lot uh, of fun. is definitely probably not even on the map for people of remembering yeah. venues there's, there's, in Charlotte. There's people that remember Heretics very fondly because every time I, I, I post I mean, the about it, there's people that there, there are a lot of people that no comment. One, three, four, and Geezer Lake. Yeah, and, and Imp. maybe we saw Imp. We pulled Imp that played it. They oh. played there with one, three, four, and us. Yep, I remember. Because I saw them later at the Klondike, and I was yelling out for one of their songs, and the singer was like, "How do you know that song?" And one of the other guys in the band was like, "Because he's from Charlotte." Like recognized, yeah. Him. And that was a fun show. Because, the imp, yeah. Because Man, the, singer, imp. the singer for Imp and Will Connor came up at the end of the SJA show and played horns with us yep. that night. And just kind of Im- improvise. Oh, I remember that. Oh, we got Heretics. Oh, flyers out wow. Of but I think that's um. That was one with Pope's on Dope. There was one with SJA though when Pope's on when uh, Imp played. Well, as no, well. that's SJA. Oh no, right SJA's there. on there too. Yeah, SJA right. one right. three four, Perfect Tommy Imp Pope's on Dope. Where was this at? That was at a Heretics. Yep, that was a Heretics. Wow, man, leave those early nineties computer graphics. I have that one on um, on video somewhere. I know SJA I was, and, I know and Pope's I was on there. Dope. I don't have any of the other bands. I don't know if that was the one night that Chris Bickle sang for one three four. I think that was the night that he sang for him. Okay, because Sam was. Some of that's on YouTube. Sam couldn't. Yeah, some of that's on YouTube. Yeah, uh, Sam. 
fun show. Sam couldn't God. make it for some this reason, so he this. filled in. And then it wasn't yeah. long after that, Sam just left the band. Yeah, anyway, yeah. And they, they became yeah. a three-piece. Um, one three four was always one of the greatest bands that you could go see. Whoa, oh, yeah, I so mean, just, whoa. just every time there was never a bad moment, not even a bad show. There's never uh, even a bad moment. You, you could just stare at them. I mean, just uh, yeah. How are they pulling this off? Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. I loved. I love that band. Yeah, yeah so much. And and, and I, you know what? I haven't seen Trash Room. They're great. They're, I have really not. And the show coming up with uh, Van Huskins in uh, Trash Room and Gastonia in yeah. February. I'm really with looking forward no to that. That's, that's, that's going to be a good that's one. That's Mike's new band? Yeah, that's Mike's cool. new band. And, and then Mike, I mean, that's... So that, that goes all the way back to that, that Armory show that we did. That Armory show was oh. amazing. Because it was Kings Mountain. Okay, so Kings Mountain. No, there's no punk rock in Kings Mountain. No, there's you no guys. We, we, did, we, did, we, did, we did that first show at the Crack House oh, in yeah. Kings Mountain. But we, then y'all started doing the armory shows, and I yeah. thought that was genius. But we decided we were, to do that armory show in 93. It was the summer of 93. Yeah. So yeah. we'd been playing for a little while. Genius. We were like 18, 19 Practicing, years old. I think yeah. we still weren't playing at Heretics yet. I think no. that was like... No, that was, a, that was the very beginning um, so, it, it wasn't long after that that we started playing, but we because we couldn't get a show anywhere, we decided to do one our own. We, we rented the armory with Pure Hate, or I don't know what they were. Are they still Pure Hate at that point? Uh, I think they changed the Mortal Remains. He okay. they ended up going back to Pure Hate later, yeah, but because they had a they had a PA system. or eleventh hour, they were eleventh hour. Eleventh hour, at, they at had that. a PA system. Yep. Um, I think we went in and got the the armory, and then we, we just got, got Dwayne to help us because he had the PA. He had a PA. Greg's dad was somehow connected to the armory and pulled some strings and, and got the, they backed in that flatbed truck yep. that yep. we used as part of the stage. Yep. We just put the, everything up on that. Yeah. And we called all these bands for, we called one, three, Guppy, four. Guppy love. Uh, we called some other bands. We were talking about this last night off of that, uh, the, the deep, the deep South, South compilation, compilation, compilation that my aunt gave to me because she did, she set up shows in Clemson at one point. So she and knew those guys, and she gave me the CD. We that had one three four on it. It had one three four. It had this, uh, this okay. hip hop group we tried to get called GQ Posse, and uh, I can't remember what else. Who else we tried uh, to see, get? I think, I think. Well, I don't know if we. I, don't, I can't remember fucking? who else we tried to get off of that. I, I, I should have brought that CD, but um, I know I had like it also had Slee Stacks on it. Yeah, yeah, um, Slee Stacks. Yeah, and me and you went to go see one three four. I think Sunbrain was on it as well. Sunbrain was on there. Yeah. yeah. We went to go see 134 in Charlotte before that to like meet them for the first time. And I cannot remember where it was. It was somewhere we didn't normally go. Was that the park elevator? Maybe. Maybe. We went out there oh, for something. I think that's I when we met the guys. playing there. Because of Gaja, maybe. Okay. Okay. I don't know. There, there were seats. Yeah. We set down. But we met them and they agreed to do it. It was And it was an ARC overnight benefit. Right. Yeah. But our set turned into a near riot. I mean, I remember Greg talking about... Uh, a full-on gallon jug of water flying at his head while he was playing. Yeah. Like, it it, it went nuts, you know? Yeah. It's all armory there. People were ready. Yeah. Ready to get out. It was something something new. But there was, was, I mean, we got a band from Shelby and, like, uh, Skyrim Skeeter was was like, was that your live record? Band in Shelby. Well, and, and it's, no, 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 we didn't get banned in Shelby. We got a band from Shelby. That band, that, that band from Shelby. Hardware, hardware. That was name hardware. So years later, I worked at Record Exchange in Chapel Hill, and I was talking to the guy there, and he was like, "I played that show, Shane Hartman." Yeah, and I had pictures of him, like we had met, you know, 
years before. And here we were in Chapel Hill working together. It's a small world after all. Did you ask him how his little brother Petey was doing? <laughs> that song, that song with my little brother Petey is called Nutsack. <laughs> I don't know if that was him that said that. That <laughs> pops into my head all the time. All the time. <laughs> I run in the road and I call people like that in traffic like, you Nutsack. <laughs> Did those guys start that? They said that. They said that. It was just they yeah. had a song called Nutsack, and he dedicated it to his. It's my little brother Petey. It's called Nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> that was the greatest thing. And, well, I used to have a video of it. And we every time I watch it, I laugh my ass off of that. <laughs> oh my god! And so the thing about that show is, working with Brad, we all came up like we we recorded it. We made a, a semi-professional punk rock recording system. We had two camcorders hooked up to a switcher. And a TV back there. And one person sat back there on a switch back and forth, oh, yeah. depending on who yeah. had the best angle. You know? Like, wow. we, we, we were like, well, let, 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 what can we do to make this better? Yeah. And now I can't find that cassette, but, but Matt might have the VHS. I, got it, I think. But, you know, the th- like, we were talking earlier about what punk rock taught us, and that's one thing that it taught us. Like, well, DIY. DIY do it man. yourself. Yeah. Do it yourself. You can, yeah. you, you can figure this out with, with what you have. Yeah, you, know, you don't need expensive equipment or whatever. Just take what you got and make it work. And be creative. Make it yours. My yep. socks feel great. I love my socks. <laughs> but yeah, the whole uh, do it yourself. That's what that's what yeah, this is. It is. I mean, and, honestly, you guys, and you guys have been great with the DIY, and I, I've admired y'all from. from I still day carry one. it with Van Huskins. I mean, all of our graphics and everything we do all yeah. that. We don't record our own music anymore, but I, now that I've got this thing, I probably could. If I wanted to, I could probably make a really good recording with this thing. But this is what this is what this is all about. It's it's about the fact that nobody really covers our part of the music scene in Charlotte. There's no print coverage of it. There's a little bit. Queen City Nerve does some. I have to give them credit. But there's really no print coverage. There's no like radio coverage. I tried to get the Vicar to play Van Huskins on his radio station or his radio show, and I got no response. So instead of waiting for him to play Van Huskins or No Anger Control or Trash Room, he's played Trash Room before, but instead of waiting on him to play or anybody else to play that stuff, I was like, I had the idea for the podcast for a while, the, the interview stuff. But I started doing that segment on Spit My Face podcast, which I'm just going there spit in my face yep. Frankie Pointless is, uh, uh, you should really listen to Spit in My Face podcast he plays a lot of punk rock that's like from all over the country that I've never really heard because I don't listen to a whole lot of new stuff anymore I've heard some great bands but he's here in Charlotte and he's played a few Charlotte bands and I was like hey would you mind if I do a segment on your show where I introduce like local bands because you're in Charlotte let's promote Charlotte a little bit and he agreed, and I did that, and I was like, "Dude, I can do this. I can. This can be a part of the Gabba Gabba Hunt project." So the whole "do it yourself," it's you know nobody else is doing it for us, so let's do it ourselves. Let's put it out there. The older I get, the more I, I, the more I reflect, and I, you know, you just think about punk rock and how it shaped everything that I did after punk rock, and you know the things that punk rock teaches you, yeah. like you know. Don't wait for somebody else to do it if you want it done. Yep. You don't have to screw people over to do it. You know, do it fairly and ethically. Yeah. And, you know, don't don't rip people off. Absolutely. And don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't do it. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. You can do it. 
you, and you know, and if you can't do it, figure out how to do it or find somebody that can do it for you and, yeah. and just get it done. Yeah. You know, and you don't need, you know, the most expensive equipment for what you're doing or anything, you know, like just, just do it, man. Be fine. I, I listen to a lot of those old cassettes and I'm like, you know, this compared to like a CD from today or an MP3, sure, it, sure. it doesn't sound that great, but no, and I, even that I, I was listening to the Karloffs earlier today mm-hmm. and it's, it's one of those, we used to use those cheap ass cassettes. Oh yeah, too. yeah, yeah. And so it's, it's a 30 year old cassette or almost 30 years old yeah. cassette. And it's got a few bad spots in it, but sure. it sounds good. It sounds good. It's I can listen to it and I can go, man, this is a great song. This is awesome. I love right. this. It, and it's recorded on a $10 Radio Shack microphone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe some some stuff you stole, you know, from school or whatever, you yeah. know, or out of the trash. And yeah, just do it. And then most of the time we'd make like, I'm sure they the same as we did when, when SJ and the accidents and everybody else. We made those cassettes and they would, you know, we'd go to Walmart and buy yeah. 10, 10 of them for $5 or whatever. Yeah. Make them, make covers for them and everything. And then we gave them away. We gave them away. <laughs> I mean, we would sometimes sell them for a dollar yeah. or whatever. We'd give them away. <laughs> and we away. still do, we still do that to this day. As much as we like put money into our recordings oh, yeah. and, and then get CDs made and everything, we, tr- we do try to sell them. But oh, ultimately yeah. at the end of the day, I just want people to listen to it. Oh, yeah. Like all those, you know, I put out a, a few seven inches and, and, and tapes for bands and I never made any money. Yeah. It would be great to. But, you know, it's you, you documented it. Yeah. It's out there. Yep. Like that exists now. And that that's great. Yeah. And and eventually I want to do vinyl. Whenever we do vinyl, we're gonna to have to try to figure out a way to try to at least make our money back because sure, it's, it's sure. a bigger bigger investment. But But that was also the thing back then, like there was no way to look up how to do any of that. Like yeah. if you wanted to make tapes, yeah. You went to Walmart and you bought some cheap tapes. Yep. Like there was you didn't know how to, you know, order like custom link tapes or anything. Like seven inches. I remember the guys from the Carlos were the first ones that had a catalog for like United Record Pressing. And yeah. they were like, look, you can do this. Like, yeah. we didn't even know how you would get that that catalog or brochure. Like, that was insane to even think about. We can't like discount like Maximum Rock and Roll oh, was, yeah. was, was a great resource. Oh, yeah. And the book Your Own Fucking Lives. Yeah. Those those things, I actually pulled some of those out the other day and was looking at them. But yeah, those things were... Tim Yo's crew. <laughs> we'll keep this clinking these glasses. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't have a glass. <laughs> Um, there's actually there's, there's a lot of people here, yeah, and the and the studio audience, yeah. But so we have to we have to give credit for that because that that taught us a lot as well. I mean, just but the, and but seeing they, all the even though like wave. Those, especially the book your own fucking life, looking at those and mm-hmm. just seeing all the crazy shit that people do out there that they advertise, yeah, you know the stuff that they advertise in the back of the of, in the back of MRR and stuff. Well, yeah, jo- Joanna and I and and um, I think Chris Fox and I before that, you know, we would we advertised our house. Yeah. If you're coming through Boone, you need a place to stay. Come on over. Yeah, and people would. They'd call you that day, like, "Hey, man, saw your uh, listing. We we're traveling through. Like, well, come on over. Yeah, you know, yeah. strangers. Really, stay at your house for a night. Did y'all do that? Yeah. Well, fuck me, Roman. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, that was a tiny house. Yes, I did it one time when Joanna was not there, and yeah, like three people stayed and. That little that nuts. little side room, that little that little four hundred square foot house. Oh, Roger man. lived in in Boone, and then I lived yeah, in after that. Yeah, because we moved to the other house. Yeah, the nice house. Yeah, yeah, the, the one that was solo with no one below. Yeah, and but the walls were paper thin. And Boone uh, stories could fill a book. So you guys both ended up in Boone. 
Mm-hmm. We talked about the Klondike earlier. Oh, and yeah. Boyle. We ended up in Boone and, uh, and uh, living in the same quadrant mm-hmm. of uh, Patsy mm-hmm. Greer's houses. Well, I lived with Chris Fox down by the you mall did. first. And, and, and Matt did a killer documentary. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a, Rental. Matt did a documentary. Matt did a documentary. Oh, yeah. The Rentals, yes. The Rental documentary. The Rental documentary was good. I, I, I studied broadcasting and communications there. And did not use that at all, but that's okay. But made a few documentaries. Yeah, yeah. His film, and you interviewed uh, Pete and Chris on Y'all's Landlord, yeah, and then I totally forgot about that. Myself or our landlord, yeah. and that's Briar Man. Yeah, yeah the Briar Man came out of all of that. Yeah. Briar Man, big hit in Greensburg. Man, yeah, I don't bet, know where yeah, my copy bet. of Briar Man is. Bri- Briar Man's on uh, inter- on the there, there's YouTube. A, there, there's a little bit on YouTube. It's not the whole yeah. thing. It's like yeah, a, it's, it's like a, edited, it's edited, it's all, kinda, all edited up. But, but it's still it's still good. Yeah, yeah. somehow the the all the punks in Greensboro discovered that. I think yeah. we knew John Rash was played with us at the right. uh, later, but uh, and he introduced it. And people who I'd never met knew Briar Man, <laughs> and that was crazy. But I, I really like Briar Man. He, he, was, he was a friendly character. He was. So uh, a little bit about I guess the boom punk scene. Yeah. So year. was it was the raw Kevin, clowns or super Kevin raw and clowns Carl. came first, right? And then raw super clowns Spice. came first. Raw clowns was uh, me and Amy were going to start a band. Wow, serious, unserious, reverently irreverent, indubitably dubious, geniuses trapped in idiots' brains, still maintaining crocodiles and dragons to be your only friends. Suicide must be a vocation. With these ominous mouthings, the dazzling and eclectic Reverend X-Ray takes the stage and promptly effervesces like the foam of so many brainwaves. A dynamic and charismatic frontman who tragically died at the age of three. And let us not forget Greg Legg, the energetic skin banger of the uncanny group, whose body is actually composed of ex-members of ACDC and ex-members of X. And one of their guitarists, ex-pataphysician, Dr. Strangeport von Triple Husbandoid of Bike, whose involvement in surrealism, situationism, and cheese production is too well known to be mentioned more than four times. Finally, is lame-ass Amy on bass, as well as crack cocaine, a notorious womanizer and lepopodiatrist. So either come over to their dark side or fuck off. For SJA, and yeah, he and he's he's going to school. Hell of a drummer. He was going to school. And, and he had been my roommate the year before. Amy was studying cello. She had to take a music. Oh, she's an art that. student, and had to take music classes as part of her art criteria. And she was doing the cello, and in doing the cello, she said, "Well, I want to learn an instrument and." play and and matt's there and she's into music and all the you know bands cello is not as uh transportable or easy it's not gonna get that punk feel yeah so she learned bass yeah and she had uh, a, a wonderful ear and just natural talent yeah and she just picked it up and also uh having greg having who, greg 
having Greg, who's a, a solid drummer. Oh yeah, and, and work, work with her. Yeah, I, I have to credit Greg with me being a bass player I am today. I mean, yeah, because yeah. I mean, the bass player and drummer have to work well together. Anyway. They, they that do. to me was always, and he's a metronome. Yeah. I mean, one of the greatest things about SJA is that we had this drummer with a, a, a you know, he played along to metal yeah. the whole time, and he was really good. So he it had this little, you know. Not quite, you know, just punk rock, just thing yeah. going on. He was good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He had the drive. He could, he could he hit all drive. those but, fills, hit everything. But and the, the other part the power. of Raw Clowns was I met this guy Chris Fox, who I yeah. know this guy Mike Mann, who I met when he would call up my radio show. He would call up the radio show like, you know, he would tell Chris his roommate like, I mean, this guy didn't have that, you know, like wanted to test me. Yeah. About what I had, and he called up. You know, what do you have? Crass? Do you have this? And I was like, no. Do you? Well, yeah. I was like, well, bring it on down. Bring yeah. Bring it on down to the station. Let's play. And he was asked Chris, like, he, he wants me to bring it down. What do I do? We'll go on down there. So I met Mike and Chris, and we'll hang out with them. And I showed them SJA videos. And then Chris wanted to start a band. Yeah. And me and him got a place next year. And that was the Raw Clowns. It was me and Chris and Amy and Greg. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was wonderful. And yeah. And I'm really proud of some of the songs that we wrote there. They were oh. all very angry. And, oh yeah, and, and 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 great. I was listening earlier today. I'd forgotten how good a lot of that stuff really was. Chris wrote a lot of the music, and he was a hell of yeah. a guitar player. Yeah, and I mean he and he would work with Amy of just going here's mm-hmm. here's your mm-hmm. and she would grab it. Mm-hmm. I mean she was. And I got to say, Amy did not play the first show that we had at the Klondike. Uh, Chris was like. Oh, I, I know somebody. It was it was uh, this woman, Alyssa, and I don't remember her last name. And she played that show with us, and we covered Fear's Beef Bologna, and she sang it, which is probably the only way we could get away with that. And <laughs> and, and I played the bass, which I could not do. And then Amy was there. She was in the band, but she didn't play the first show. Okay. we I guess we were there. Yeah, yeah y'all were there. And, uh, and then Amy played after that. And we played, we didn't, you know... I think like SJA, we played a total of like seven shows. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, not a whole lot. And I remember she was always very staunch. Yeah. And, and I, interesting in her being a, a I'll say I'll say staunch player. Her first concert was the Cramps. Yeah, I took her to see the Cramps, and I was like Poison Ivy, but she kind of took after Poison Ivy. Yeah, of being like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I always appreciated that because yeah. she had the moves. Yeah, she had the moves. She had the talent. It's like, man, you've been playing blade bass like six months. Yeah, but we got we ended up getting banned. She called on. We ended up getting banned from the Klondike. Why did you get banned from the Klondike? Just because that know. show was so crazy, or no, no, we played there a few times because we played there with Boyle. But we were told by like this guy that I knew at the radio station. He was like, oh, yeah, I talked to the owner there, and he said, you guys aren't coming back. And we were like, what? We didn't, we didn't know. And then we got we got banned from this place in Johnson City, Tennessee, CD Lux. It was a CD store that had, like, a, a spot in the back to play. Yeah. And we played there, I, th- I think, twice. And one time, Greg, Greg ended up quitting the band, and our friend Dave from EBGBs, who was later in Crimson Spectre. EBGBs, yeah. He, he played with us. But he only practiced with Chris because, like, we were all out of town. It was like spring break or something. Yeah. So he and Chris practiced together, and then we played this show. 
never playing with Dave before. Dave yeah. didn't even really play drums. And I remember Chris at the time, Chris would like take safety pins and like pierce his arms. So like all down his forearms were just safety pins with blood just coming out. And we rolled in there to, to Johnson City, Tennessee. And those kids were looking at him like, what the hell is this? <laughs> These guys are yeah. playing. You know, this is this. This is a real deal. These boys are nuts. Yeah. And, you know, we just came out there and, and you know, we were we were belligerent to the audience usually. And, uh, you know, we, we we didn't care. Like, we were we were going to play what we were going to play. And if you liked it, that's great. And if you didn't, that's fine. Yeah. Matt, you always had a great attitude about yeah. it. But, you know, we didn't want people sitting there and having a conversation while we're playing. Yeah. You're either going to leave or you're going to love us. Yeah. yeah. 90% of you are going to leave. Like, we cleared rooms like nobody's business. Yeah. yeah. And it was awesome. <laughs> and the last show that we played, so Greg split. And then that's when I met Joanna. Still, twenty five years later, uh, this guy Brian John Mitchell said, "Well, I know this girl that said she wants to play with you." And it was like, "Yeah, was cool. that Julie?" No, no, Joanna. Joanna played with us. Oh, Joanna. Okay. Yeah, because Julie was in Pink Collar Jobs. Okay. And so Joanna played with us, and she had never played before. And we played the and- skate park in Tennessee, and I think we played four songs, and I think the last song was a cover of the exploited sex and violence and when, the, when we started that that room was packed and when we ended there were like six seven people like they all <laughs> left and then we, we we played sex and violence again and i think that was the end it was like a four or five song yeah set. yeah and people hated it and it was one of the best shows i've ever played in my life yeah it was awesome because the sound was there it's a, the know. attitude was you know it was just yeah it was like we're doing this yeah. This is us. We're not right. here to entertain you. You know, I don't know why we were there, but you know, it was it was it was fun. So what besides like there was you guys Raw Clowns at the time. Yeah. Pink collar jobs. Pink collar jobs. Heebie-jeebies. Heebie-jeebies was Lincoln, uh, the heebie-jeebies. Was, the heebie-jeebies was, was, was Dave. Pink collar jobs, but wasn't there Lincoln something? There was a bank called are you thinking Pink Lincolns? They're from somewhere else. I don't know a Lincoln band from around here. I don't know. But the heebie-jeebies were... were uh, Lincoln. Dave, Lincoln's. Dave and, and, and John Rash. And they were... Yeah. They did a, a zine. Yeah. They did a zine called Personal Politics. And they were still in high school. I've, I've got a copy of that one still. And we met them through that and started hanging out with them. And, and Dave worked at the Holiday Inn in Banneret. And we would drive out there and hang out with him at night. He worked like the third shift. And he would print off zines on their their copier mm-hmm. there and those guys were awesome oh john rash and those yeah. fellows yes and they, they they started the uh the meal thing there at the yeah the food not bomb stuff yeah they, food that, not bomb stuff that was wonderful those guys got really into politics and davis yeah Dave is still a uh he's a he's a union organizer and a, and a fireman in greensburg that's cool really okay yeah. and john rash does documentary stuff and i think lives in china some i'm not exactly sure where he is now I'm wow john was uh, all those guys john ended up playing with us in the super spies at one point too which is yeah. the band yeah, that we had around. after the raw clowns which was me and Joanna and Amy started out with us, and I can't remember if our friend or John Rash played the part with us. 
or John Rash played guitar with us first? Yeah, one or the other. One of them played first and then left, and then the other one played. And it was, that yep. band went for years and years and years. It was me and Joanna with a revolving cast of whoever can make it. Joanna played drums on that, Joanna right? Yeah. Drums. And Rod well, Joe- Briar Man played drums on one show with us oh, as well. Was, yeah, yeah, it didn't yeah. work. It didn't work. But we all had a practice space. But that was a good practice space. That was a great place to go see bands. Jesus, Jesus Saves Place. Yeah, yeah that was that we, was a. Fun we had a practice space above, like some self storage place with pink collar jobs, and yeah, we got kicked out because they kept leaving their dog there. And we got kicked out, and uh, I remember later Jason told me he was like, "Oh man, we found this great new practice space above the sign shop," and we were like, "Cool, when can we move our stuff?" And he's like, "Oh, it was just for us." I told him, I was like, no, man, you got us kicked out. Yeah. We're moving in there. Oh, okay. So it was just, it was above a a sign shop and they kind of used it for storage. There were some old couches, some old signs. And you, you know, we set up. Was that the Jesus Saves? That was the Jesus Jesus Saves, got a giant Jesus Saves. But there would be, there'd be like foot long rats running along the wall while you're in there playing. You'd look over and like. You know, these two rats chasing each other <laughs> up the wall. And it's like, well, just don't go over there. There's less clutter. And you'll be fine. But we started having shows there because there was nowhere to have shows in Boone. Yeah. You know, like right. I, I, yeah. the Klondike maybe wasn't having shows then. But or, nobody was having punk rock shows anyway. Yeah. Right. So we would have shows there, which, you know. That was we, it. I mean, there just wasn't enough. No venues, and you could fit seventy five or a hundred people in there. It's tight, climate. but it's, it's it's kind of small. Oh yeah, yeah, they'd be but packed yeah, in there. Uh, the night we played, there was quite a few people in there. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think the Carlos were playing around the same time, but I met them right after we did that documentary. Yeah, um, Kevin and, and Carl, who were two of my best friends today. Yeah, and those guys have kept that band. Still going today. They're still going. Carlos. Like, we went to go see him a few years ago. We happened to be in Boone, and they were playing and with all these other bands, and we went thinking, like, you know, there's not going to be anybody there. It's Boone, because that's how we remembered Boone. Yeah. And kids showed up and knew all the lyrics to all their songs and were singing. Carlos? Yeah, and it was, oh, it, was, cool. it, was, it, was it was beautiful. You know, like, yeah. they, these were kids who weren't even alive when that band started. Yeah. And those guys are, are, are both amazing. And yeah. They are... I, Love Kevin and Carl. Kevin and, and Carl, Steve Raper. Cast of other Carlos. Yes. And it's, it's, it's beautiful being in a show here and not here because this isn't Charlotte. No. But it's beautiful being in a Charlotte and uh, one or two of them or both yeah. show up yeah. with, with a group. Yeah. What were we talking about? I, I, didn't really, I didn't really know them. I don't know that I've ever actually even seen them play, but I, you know, I'm familiar with Kevin familiar and Carl. With them. I'll, I'll get you a copy of their 45. Yeah, that's good. And when I was listening to them earlier today, I've heard them before. I think I listened to them online before, but yeah. when I was listening to them earlier today. I was like, these guys are really good. That, that was a Boone so, era. So the Boone, uh, we we moved along. We've gone to the milestone to the Heretic to uh, up Boone area, yeah. and and Boone kind of just like brought the scene. You know, I mean, I don't know if there was there much of a scene when you got up there. Or no, it, it but that was kinda, the thing that there I was about. There was not because, it, no. you know, uh, it was funny. Uh, I remember there was a hippie hill and there was all those people. And mm-hmm. and um, 
another band that comes out of Boone that plays in Charlotte now uh, is the Alternative Champs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Alternative Champs come out of uh, Jolene and... uh, and then there's Fred Hutchins, who's Boyle, and oh gosh, all the way back to social savagery in the very early days. But then you had the husbands, mm-hmm. yep, yada yada yada, and and we're hearing this crappy ass music on MTV, and I remember saying to these guys, y'all can play bad music better than these people <laughs> can play bad music. Yeah. And so, there became the alternative champs. Well, honestly, like you, you mentioned that, and I was listening to that the Roy Spoon by the Husbands recently. Yeah, and I yeah. was thinking, why was that not like a huge hit in the nineties? Because it sounds like because it was from Boone, and it sounds hear it. like kind of kind yeah, of like, sort of yeah. like the stuff that was on the radio, but better, so much better. Yeah, yeah Husbands totally totally rocked. They they had yeah. the hooks, they had mm-hmm. the attitude, they had everything. And Steve from the Husbands ended up being a very early, but never we never played out with a member of Space Lab, which yeah. came later when we moved to Chapel Hill. Okay, Steve Busser. Yeah, yeah, and he's still a solid dude. Yeah, Steve Busser is is super duper married with kids. Mm -hmm. His brother Martin, I've known those uh, fellows for quite a while. Uh, They are nephews of Buford T. Busser. They are nice. bona fide wow. nephews. But you asked them, was there a scene there? I mean, there were bands like like Sticky, who was kind of like popular. Yeah. Kind of like oh, yeah. And stuff. And yeah. like, you know, we weren't, I wasn't into their music as much, but they were nice guys. And yeah. You'd go to the show because there's no other shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you'd go see them and support them, clap. And I yeah. do remember one time they played and they did a cover of uh, People Who Died. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I remember all these, like, sorority girls in the audience at ASU. It was like a little campus place there just being like, oh, my God. What are they singing? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this was awesome. Yeah. yeah. This was awesome. But, and those guys were all super nice and supportive of, of younger Chip kids. Taylor. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Main, main cat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dave Alston. Dave Alston. Who ba- ended up. Bass. Yep. Yeah. He ended up in... Durham, and he played with Blue Green Gods later, and he died a few years ago. Ouch! Yeah, out of cancer. Ouch! He was a solid dude. They were all they were all good fellows. Yeah, all good fellows. They all served. <laughs> but Chip, Chip was a super nice guy who worked at Grapevine Music, which for a long time was the only music store in town. It, it was yes, and he was a solid dude, and still Chip, is. Chip, I hear Chip, Chip's a big music fella. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we didn't have a big scene. I mean, Boyle was there, but they were uh, intermittent on their yeah. playing. Yeah. Whereas Sticky, yeah. you could find somewhere quite often. But yeah. we didn't have, I don't remember much other. No. But in, in that. So Joanna and our friend Stephen Conrad both joined whatever the student committee was in Boone to bring acts. To play on campus. Oh, yeah. And they got one, three, four, and pipe. Yeah. To play. Um, which was a lot of fun. And I think some other, maybe Geezer Lake, I can't remember. Yeah, I believe we worked at Geezer Lake in there because we had to because we were all big fans of them. Yeah. And uh, somebody got uh, Squirrel Nut Zippers. Yeah. Somebody got Manor Astro Man. Yeah. Too. And that was a great show. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
And I also saw in Boone at Legends uh, Southern Culture on the Skids with Bismarcky opening. Yeah. Which now seems like a fever dream that I had. I was like, I thought, like, there's nobody, I've never heard anybody mention that show. Like, was, was that real? And did I'm, that happen? I'm pretty sure that it did. And Bismarcky yeah. seemed wasted and just wrapped along to like vocal versions of his records that he would play. Yeah. Like, y'all remember this? Play about half of it and then take it off. And then Southern Culture on the Skids came out. Like, yeah. It was weird. Yeah. I saw, um, the 90s were weird. Saw super, <laughs> I 90s were weird. We ain't quite chunk. right recollecting them. You were at that Super Chunk show? Yeah, that, that, super, that was super, like my super, first semester there. Super Chunk and Shiny Beast. Yeah. Yep. And then De La Soul and Tribe Tribe Call Quest. Quest. That's the only two I saw That's there. when me and oh, Greg lived there. I yeah, met Joanna at a pipe show at Legends. Yeah. That's where me and Joanna met. And then Pipe also played. They got back together and played on our 10th anniversary. And just coincidence when we lived in Chapel Hill which was nuts so, so that was your band a, yeah yeah but I also remember seeing Manor Astro Man on campus up there it wasn't at yeah. Legends it was like somewhere else it was at the pub isn't that what they called it it was like in the student union or something yeah and yeah it yep. was a pub they didn't have alcohol it was right. in the pub but they had those mirrors above the stage yep. god yeah. I don't think I saw that Geezer Lake played there yes probably I'm 99% sure I had to be there for that yeah for geezers. I remember one time we came up there and we went to go see Pipe and Better Elk. Yeah. We were playing at like some snowboard. Yeah, it was the winter because they had one of those gas heaters set up. Yeah. But that was always, you know, that was the thing to me. Like, you know, I moved to Boone and, you know, used to go on all these shows in Charlotte and that's what you did. So it was like, well, of course we're going to do that. But there's no shows. So, well, let's make some shows. Yeah. Make yeah. It, you know, just do it. We had to fill the void. Had to fill the void. Well, what tiny spaces, dude? And I worked down at Salcedo's. Yeah, Salcedo's had shows. And we had double shot every weekend. Yeah, redneck country love. One three four was scheduled to play there, and I and I think the show got canceled. I have a flyer for, or maybe they did. There was some show. I think they did. I think I was at that show. It was no, like my, I my don't. Birthday. I don't know. But that was, Picasso Trigger was supposed to play. I think that's what it was, and I yeah. think they canceled. But yeah, the one three four. It was like one three four bark. Yeah, yeah. somebody else. Yeah. Uh, that was that was like right yeah. around my birthday. I remember. It was, yeah, it was, it was, since birthday. I worked there, I was able to book. Yeah, 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 and get some stuff. Except I forgot about it was double shot because double shots locked <laughs> Friday in. and Saturday. We're Goat Boy on <laughs> center stage. Oh my God! I watched bitches there, and I remember leaving while they were playing, and you and you telling me stories later about some guy out in the parking lot who punched out somebody's window in their car and was choking them out, and y'all went out there and was like, "Hey man, what are you doing?" And the guy turned and was like, "I don't know," and then he just pissed his pants. (laughs) (laughs) So that was Boone. Man, that shit was so crazy working there. Well, well, I don't, I don't know if, if there's anything much left in Boone. Well, but I do, you mean she like mentioned pink collar jobs? They were kind of you know, yeah. Talk the about biggest them that a we
Pink collar jobs. Talk talk about them a little bit. We shared a practice space. Julian, who else? Who all was in that band? Landon, Lynn. Oh. Oh, they were great. There was another They were they were We got on their first show at They weren't super talented. I remember that show. But I really liked their drive. They had really good songs. Uh, Yeah. people loved them. Um I always liked her. I liked her voice. I thought she had a really cool voice. Yeah. And so Julie later joined the Super Spies once we lived in yeah, yeah, yeah. played a show or two with us we played a really great show in Asheville with her that was I would love to see Julie today cap. well she's in the band now I just brought you the tape I, yeah. I put it out really I put and it out Julie, on my label what she shut up I'm telling the story like, <laughs> Julie was so soft she's in the band um, Three Body Problem okay that's that, that's really, really good. And they've been playing a lot. And I'm glad to see them out playing and doing things. They just played a show with Cold Cream, Ron Liberty's new band. A band yeah, called Cold Cream? Yeah. 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 It's so Ron, Ron, Ron Liberty from Pipe, the singer from Pipe. He plays guitar. Plays guitar in it. Cold Cream. Cold Cream. <laughs> Badass. I listened to it earlier today. Yeah, I also listened to some of that uh, uh, Three Body Problems. Three Body well. Problem, yeah. That was pretty good. They're a three piece there. They do good stuff. Good Julian, where are they out of? Durham. Is that where Julie lives? Yeah. I, oh, yeah. yeah. Man, what a, what a sweet girl. Yeah, yeah. Julie's a solid person. Yeah. Yeah. They have a seven-inch out, which I, which I never got. I have their first demo tape. I which found, like, people have contacted me on Discogs. And, yeah. Like, like, I'd like to get a that? copy of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember that time that we got... We set up that show at Heretics and Pink Collar Jobs came. I think yeah. that was the night that like, everybody, everybody got paid like three bucks or that something. That was their first show. Yeah. Because I remember talking to the guy after, like, well, we need to get paid. He's like, well, you didn't advertise the show. I was like, well, man, I don't live here. Like, how am I going to advertise the show? You should have advertised. I ain't got no money for you. He ended up giving us $5. I mean, you know, we, that place was, Heretics, it was, it's. Wow, good. that place was, that was not. Okay, so. I they, didn't enjoy going there. Ever, I, well, really I loved it. it. I loved it, but that really? was like the first place I got to drink underage. It yeah. was like they they offered. It was not. It was not. We tried to drink. Well, we did. We drank in the parking lot. I think they realized that if we were drinking in the parking lot, yeah. they could sell us beer and they could make a little bit of money. Yeah. But apparently, that place would have a good crowd sometimes. It's like sometimes. any other place in Charlotte. So I do remember playing there, and I remember the owner telling us like, "No cover songs." Yeah. And I, I was like, well, you know, that's crazy. I didn't know about the whole. You know, you got to pay for the. That yeah, but nobody. Yeah, I mean, you but know. but he left. I remember he stepped out, and Chris, the bartender, what was his last name? Uh, Wilson. Chris Wilson. Chris Wilson. He told us like he's gone, and so we played uh, Flippers, ha ha ha. Yeah. And Chris jumped up on the the stage and sang it with us. Yeah. And it sounds great because his microphone's cutting in and out, and and we didn't know what we were doing. I don't think we'd even ever practiced that song. You know, it was it was. That was one of the great punk rock moments of my life. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, that place Sweet. was a lot of fun. It was they, they welcomed us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that place was always more like metal punk mm-hmm. kind of place. It was like so they they had the bands, but they would get well, they, they, they had the band Milestone have too. They I mean Anti Scene played there, the Furies played there. Oh man, that one show was uh, Jeff Clayton's other band. It was Thirteen Dead Things. Yeah, yeah. Where he body slammed Eric on the stage like two or three times yeah. in a row, and Eric just kept jumping up there, and he would just pick him up and slam him on the ground. Really? That was fun. That yeah. was a fun night. I mean, Kudzu Ganja played out there. Ikki yeah, out yeah. There. I mean, a lot of those bands played they, out there. They they tried really hard to to get it going on there. 
But I think oh, a lot of nights and we played. They were extremely we, we, lenient on yeah. lots of things. Yeah, we, we played a lot of weeknights, though, and a lot of random nights that just people were going to come out to. But honestly, back then, some of our friends would actually show up. So well, we would actually generally have a decent crowd. I remember yeah. we played there. I think that and- made them mad that some of. Because sometimes when y'all would play, that they would say, oh, there's, there's 50 people here. Yeah. And they all know the band. And then. Band X over here goes, well, we're supposed to be the big band, and these guys draw? You know, what's this? It's kind of like a, you, you feel this, like, tension. You're like, nah, man, it's just music. I mean. Yeah. It, That's happened a few times with me, like, I play for a band, and they expect them to be the bigger band, and, like, we play it all, and everybody leaves. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of like going back to us and, us and Nate on the radio everybody yeah. tuned in for us and yeah. made mad but I remember at Heretics SJA played once and we covered anti-scenes hippie punk yeah. and Jeff Clayton was there that night and I think they, they they watched it and then at the 10th anniversary show they dedicated that song to the Stalin Johnny Appleseed. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I saw him a couple of years ago at the 506 and reminded him of that. Like, he didn't, you know, like, all right, whatever. What was it called? You know, Stalin Johnny Appleseed. And he dedicated, he did that song that night and, and dedicated it to the Stalin Johnny Appleseed to the 506. Yeah. Made me, made me happy. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, they played that. Um, they played Hippie Pumps. At the milestone, wow! But at that tenth anniversary show, I no, got a, no, I, no, 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 recently, yeah, recently, the last time they played the milestone, yeah, uh, it was right before Christmas, yeah, and uh, and I was at the Thirst uh, Tipsy Burrow, and Anti Scene was playing the annual Christmas party at the Tipsy Burrow little place in Charlotte, and and Jeff and I have been buddies since eighty one. And uh, cutting up, and then he's like, "Y'all need to come see us at the milestone for the fiftieth anniversary." Because milestone's been up in fifty years, and at that show, they were kicking ass. They were rocking. They played played that song, and I should ask Jeff. Jeff may not know that we're buddies. Yeah, yeah. That that's it. Yeah, yeah. And say, hey, Jeff. What about this? Hippie punks. Well, I remember when Popes on Dope wrote to him and asked him for the lyrics for Nothing's Cool. Yeah, because we wanted wanted to get permission to play it for one. Yeah, and he sent the lyrics, and I was over there that day, that that trailer y'all practiced in, when those came in, and everybody was like, this is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And that version that y'all did was was great. I yeah, I love it. That's that's the one I use for the theme song on the the podcast. Yeah. What's I, that? The uh, Nothing's School. Y'all Puff, played it Puff really Sunday fast because they played it slow. And they I remember really fast. Now when Saunders was singing, like you know, just that scream yeah. and just yeah. The, the, they played that at the fiftieth thing at the milestone too. But I remember yeah, seeing I them after song. y'all did that, and they started doing it fast for a while. Ready? Oh, sorry. Okay. Let's go. 
else? What else we got? Okay, so yeah, we, we've been recording for quite a while now. I do want to like sort of you, wrap you up. Got, I guess got, we'll go back. Got, so after got, Boone, hell of hell of a lot of editing to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> after Boone. Yeah, now you live in you live in Durham now, but you went to or you lived in Chapel Hill for a little bit, I think. Yeah, and, yeah, and that and, was where like Space Lab started. Yeah, me and Joanna graduated. And decided we would move to Chapel Hill because we'd go there for shows and there were record stores there. Yeah. And we kept the Super Spies going for a while with a lot of different people. Um, it was mainly me and her and our friend Claude. who Claude! Claude who lived, uh, Claude yeah. lived in Boone and he lives, yeah. he lives around Asheville now and is still a, a great friend. And Claude would play bass. He moved to Canada. Yeah, he moved to Canada for a while. But uh, Claude was amazing, and Claude was totally down with the, what we wanted to do. Oh, God. Claude understood. He was really sharp. Yeah, Claude understood that more than anybody else. And we played with Julie from Pink Collar Jobs, and she played bass. We, we've always had two bass players. Not, I played bass, and she played bass. Yeah. And then uh, our roommate at the time, Ken, he played a show with us. Eric Huskins practice with us and we had a show and then that night he decided he didn't want to go oh. <laughs> so he didn't he we didn't do that and then our friend um wait no i'm sorry I, that that that's space lab i'm getting way ahead of myself and confused uh eric played with practice with space lab okay but this was all uh was this when super Spice? eric was staying with y'all in chapel hill yeah I remember yeah. that time. So, like, the first week that we moved there, we happened to run into Will Connor on the street. Like, he was living in Raleigh then. Yeah. And that was awesome, and we reconnected with Will. And um, there was one point where he he asked us if we wanted to play the show at the brewery that was coming up. And we were like, yeah, cool, let us know. And we never heard back, so we didn't think anything of it. And he called us the day of the show, and he's like, so when can you guys be there? And we're like, what are you talking about? He's like, that show at the brewery I set up. You said you'd play it. We're like, yeah, yeah, we're in. Uh, we hadn't done anything. It was just me and Joanna. You know, we couldn't get Claude. He lived in Asheville, I think, at the time. So we we got in the car. I had like a little Casio keyboard. We figured out some stuff on that. And I think I played bass. And we had a, a, an eight millimeter projector uh, playing like a ten minute version of the the horror movie Squirm with yeah. all the worms in it, yeah. Yeah. and we played that behind us. And when that was over, we stopped, and that was our show. <laughs> all because you know it was Will, and it was like come play the show. Yeah, of course. And we had a kind of a similar thing in Asheville. We played with Claude one time where he was going to set up a show when we were in town, and we forgot about it. And we got there, and he's like, "So we're going to play, right?" And it was like. <laughs> Oh crap! Yes, and so we played that. And Roger was in town one time, and he showed up at our house with Randy Pelosi, who was a, a saxophone player that played out on the streets in Chapel Hill. And you know, yeah, he was really good. Yeah, and we were watching a video of a show that uh, the Super Spies played in Asheville. We just done. It was an incredible show, and. Randy was like, man, this is great. Do you guys want to play sometime? And we were like, sure, whatever. You know, like, thinking this is never going to happen. And he called us one night and he was like, hey, you remember me? This is Randy. I'm playing at the cave tonight. I want you guys to play. <laughs> and we were like, okay. And 
I had like this giant, uh, it's called the Hearing Science Laboratory. It's made for like testing hearing and stuff. Yeah, I remember you showing or telling me about that. Patch cables and all this yeah. stuff in it. And I took that and I think Joanna took like a snare drum and a cymbal. And then he had his band played with us who were all like these jazz guys who really knew their stuff. And then there was us. And we all played together, and we cleared the room. Even the bartender left the room. <laughs> and we were like, you know, like, you know, that's fine with us. We were looking at him, and he's like, man, that was awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's the only time I ever played at the cave. Oh, my gosh. When Ray, I'm trying to recall that cat. Mm-hmm. He was a wild man. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. How did I know Randy Pelosi? You were, you were in town hanging out with somebody, and they knew Randy, and y'all had... I think y'all showed up and you had already y'all had all already drank a bottle of wine each or something that night, and we were like cool, and we hung out of the house for a while. We were watching that video because we just got it. Yeah, whoever shot it. And, Randy, uh, I had to know Randy through uh, Jamie Whittle. Mm. Oh man! So that was the other. No one, you know, exactly a super spy show, but it. Yeah, super spies really, and that was a good show. Yeah, those were my favorite shows. To, isn't that isn't that wonderful, man? I mean, I I'm a listener. Okay, I don't I don't play an instrument. I mean, I'm haphazardly um, playing some drums with you guys. Some point, some point in time. But I just love going to see the bands. Mm-hmm. I realized that I did not need to play an instrument very early in life, but I love music. Yeah, and. I I just tell them I'm just like I want to be to my you know to myself like I just want to be the best listener in the crowd. <laughs> Roger, you're a good listener. I can't. You get you get, you get that award. We'll give you the, I, that's we'll give you the best listener be. award. <laughs> I want to be that guy listening, going. You know that this shit's fucking driving me. If yeah. if it's yeah. not, it's not. If it is, yeah. it is. But you always and, get like the, the the like the bronze medal when it comes to dancing, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're, yeah. you're a gold medal listener, but that, a bronze hey, medal dancer. Bronze, <laughs> I don't know about a bronze medal dancer. Back in the day, I think I was a, a champion cheerleader of conductor. Hey, of, man, bronze ain't nothing to scoff at. No, <laughs> no, man. Ain't nothing I, to I, scoff I was, at. I, well, I don't think there was a silver and a gold in the room with me. <laughs> <laughs> I saw them singing. They so, went home early. But but um, to to be with some people, uh, Michael and Matt, who have gotten up and played and done it, it it's really it's really impressive. And and seeing y'all in the beginning at the crack house. Fucking chickens and pigs and stuff. And you guys, y'all had the attitude. Had it. And and I've seen a million bands, and you can tell. I mean, you're not uh, doing uh, Celine Dion, Million Dollar Records, whatever deal. Not yet. But, (laughs) not yet. (laughs) Bitches hold out. Still striving. (laughs) And, uh, but I think it's just powerful of seeing people who have it. And you, I've seen plenty of bands who haven't made it, you know, maximally or whatever. But the people are having fun, and you, and and that's what it's about. They're they're really just letting go, and and going for it. SJA 
uh, Van Housken Super Spies. Uh, a, a stereo la- uh, space lab. Space is lab. Space lab. Yeah, which was what we were getting to. Yeah, so. it, it is is more studio stuff, and I love listening. And I'd like to see uh, Matt pull this off. So you moved to Chapel Hill, it, it you kept you Super Spies going for a little bit, and yeah. then Space Lab came along. Yeah, let me just peanut. Yeah. So I worked, spicy peanuts, too, dude. Yeah. So I, I, I worked at Record Exchange with a guy, Bob Wall, and uh, he said he had this idea for a movie called Space Lab about a guy who goes it's to space. These nuts, these peanuts. Can I tell my story? Yeah, you can tell your story. Shut up, Bob Wall. And he had a, you know, he wanted to make this movie about a guy who goes to space and gets high, and it's going to be called Space Lab. And um, oh, okay. And I was like, well, let's do the soundtrack. I've got this hearing science laboratory thing, and he was like, okay. And Bob, Bob is an amazing musician who is always in at least four bands. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Can, I met, can, I met these fans. And he was in Razzle, who's the first record I, I put out. Uh, so we started playing, uh, me and Bob and Steve Pusser at our house in Carborough. We played some stuff. And uh, there was a drum machine in the house when I moved there. So I, I, I got that, and that was kind of the, the basis for Space Lab and Bob playing stuff over it and Steve playing drums along with the drum machine. And there's some tapes of that around. And then the Hearing Science Laboratory. And then, it, you know, we got more and more weird electronic equipment and and it expanded from there and for a while space lab would play we would play once a year and then that kind of fell off and we haven't played in a couple of years um it's hard to get bob to you know like i said he's he's in at least four other active bands yeah at all time and also you know i don't really know what i'm doing in a band and bob is really good so there's that, you know, and he's like, well, this year, this is in G. And like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You can't hear the difference. Yeah. I can hear it. I just don't know how to get to what I want. Okay. Space Lab is like a little bit more like a lot experimental, of electronic, and, electronic yeah. than like a more traditional type band. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At the time we were listening to a lot of like craft work and, and I was listening to a lot of like Throbbing Gristle and, and you know. You need some Joe stuff. Meek in there too. Sure, uh, but you know a lot of a lot of a lot of things like that. Yeah, and, yeah, and and then our our friend Ben Florin joined, uh, and he he knew what he was doing, and we recorded that LP that we did with him that didn't come out two years after we recorded it. Yeah, but but there's basically one album, or are there more? 
There's just one album, and then there's a live. It's, it's a great album. Yeah, it's a great album. I I stand by that record. I would I would 100% stand by that record. And there are boxes of tapes that Bob and I have done live down in the basement. And then, so when Space Lab doesn't play a whole lot, but I still have a bunch of stuff in my basement, and I haven't, I need to get back into it for, for a while. I would just go down to the basement and just record things. You yeah. Know, just like me down in the basement. Feeling the job. Feel, yeah, feeling just, it. just turning on drum machines and, 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 and going for it. And I really like that stuff. I haven't. Yeah, none of it Joanna is out. ever go down there and uh, do the drum machine? Yeah, her. No, well, she's got her drum set that we got from. That was Eric Huskins' old drum set. It was oh, the original yeah. Pope's on Dope drum set. It's oh, down yeah. in the basement. It's down there. And uh, so, yeah, we go down there and play some stuff sometimes. But I, I want to put some of this stuff out. And me and me and my kid, Ike, who's now eight, we, yeah. we've got a lot of stuff that we Oh, that's right. I, th- I thought you had Ike involved in some yeah, stuff Zyke, like that. Like every, every year. Is Ike maintaining, uh, I'll just, I don't know, well, AD, ADD or? Uh, no. <laughs> no. I, I seem pretty chill. No, I, I, I. I just I'm an ADD kid. That's just I just as I've met him like that time recently at um, Bell Acres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I plays cello and um, he's really into computers and he's been he actually has done songs on his computer. He gave me one yeah. for, for for Christmas that he recorded on that. That was really cool. Wow. I yeah. mean. Yeah. He's got to be a creative kid. I mean, look at the parents. Yeah, but for every year for a while, he and I would record. Uh, we had a bunch of old singles down there, and we would record a single for Joanna for not for Christmas for her birthday. I got a bunch. Oh of those. man, yeah. me and him, they're really cool. I think you're a great artistic family. Thank you. But jo- think- Joanna and I are working on a project that we've been working on for years. We just can't get around to finishing with her photographs along with a cassette of a lot of the music I've just recorded down in the basement by myself. You mean like those... Called, uh, called Dropouts. Uh, uh, so look for that. Right. In a store near you. But Dropouts is uh, the photographs of the uh, dilapidated or abandoned places. Some of them are, yeah. The, digitally are, altered stuff that yeah. you've done. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, and get music to go yeah. with that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. One thing I definitely want to do is we talked last night about me coming up to folks look forward to that that's going to be super double fucking sweet I want to do like a episode get you and Bob both on
Is there that, that one bathroom? A whole lot to do with that. There's four bathrooms. Five. Five. Woo! And that extra room, I think there's one bathroom.